Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, meaning he's not changed over the centuries. He's the same God and forever. And what the scripture is saying is, is, is all that Jesus ever was or will be, he is right now. But you see, it takes faith to talk that way. It's so easy to put it in the distant past. Yeah, yeah, if I was there, what I would have did and what I would have, you know, and, and, and you know, it's easy to, you know, yeah, yeah, he did all that. But it takes faith. You know what? He did it then, but he'll do it right now for me in my life, in my situation. Say, well, well, Bishop, if it was God's will to heal us, I would have been healed. My mother or my great-grandmother went to church all her life, loved God, but but something terrible happened, and and she passed on. First of all, we're all going to pass on. Secondly, let me tell you this. This this healing thing is not about not dying. We're all going to die. No, No one leaves life alive. Humanity has had almost 100% mortality rate. Every baby that comes into the earth dies. Period. At some point. Some of us, we're like, Lord, heal my body because we're scared. Because we're scared of what might happen when we die. That's not a motivation for healing. The right motivation for healing is, Lord, I'm not done yet. Lord, I have some children to raise. I got some souls to, to reach. I got a community to serve. And Father, I need you to pass me up and keep me whole just long enough till I'm done. And Lord, as soon as I'm done, I don't want to stay a second later. Lord, take me home to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I don't want no more of this stuff. As soon as I'm done, Lord, take me. But here's the deal. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The Greek there for earthen vessels actually speaks of cheap. And it speaks of pottery that's easily broken. Pay attention. God puts the treasure of the, the Holy Spirit and our, our recreated man, all that wonderful stuff, in easily broken vessels. He knows that. So in order for us to fulfill our purpose, when we break... He's willing to patch us up until we're done. Do do you hear what I'm saying? How many of you, see, nowadays we we have so much stuff and so much money, we don't patch stuff anymore. Matter of fact, we buy stuff patched to be fastable. But but there was a time where we didn't want to have to buy a new pair of pants when the hole got in the jeans, so we put a patch on the gene to extend the life. God has a purpose for your life. And if you get a hole in a place that, that what's the purpose of the pants? To keep your legs warm and all the rest, right? And, and if that, that hole is getting away of you functioning and, and doing what you're supposed to do, God's willing to patch it. It shouldn't be a reach to think about God as a a healer. You say, well, 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 bitch, I hear that, but 
if, if God really wanted to heal people, we, we would all be well and healed. Matter of fact, I'm mad at God because of sickness on the earth. How could a good God have a baby born with a cleft lip? A baby born and, and, and he's malformed and, or she's, she, 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 she's, she, she's missing an arm or, or, or a limb. How could God do? First of all, you keep confusing God and the devil. I, I know you're having a hard time here. Let's, let's go to the book unless you say this is going crazy. Second Peter 3 and 9. Let's listen to Peter again. He said, the Lord is not slack or slow. That's what it means concerning his promise. As some count slackness or slowness. But the real deal is God is patient, long-suffering toward us. You see, people felt that Jesus was taking too long returning. So Peter had to correct them. He said, Jesus isn't slow returning. He's been waiting on your slow butt to get right so you don't get left. See, it's not an issue that Jesus is reluctant and God's uncertain. I don't know that final number. I don't know how many people are going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But I know that God is brilliant. I mean, all the trillions of stars and everything out there, he knows each one by name. He's incredible. I mean, what, 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 what seems huge to us is very small to him. So, so God may be waiting for child 1 billion, 300 million, 33,005 to come to him before he returns. Now, you say, well, that's, that's a huge number and it's very impersonal. Imagine if you had 10 children. You were one of the whinings. Okay, just, okay. I think they had 12. I don't know. But you, you, you had 12 children, okay. And you, you, you go to the state carnival, state fair, and then you load up the car to take everyone home, but one child's missing. How many of you would leave that child just because you have the other 11? There'd be no CC, no BB. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 and that's what a human, you, you got to understand, with a billion people, that's barely two children to God. He's not a human being. So he, he may be waiting for, for, for that final child to come in. And the only reason he didn't come back yesterday was he wanted to give you a last chance today. But no one in this room knows when that final reminder is going to come. No one knows you might be the last person before God Say, so you know what? I had that's my final child. I've been waiting for that twelfth wine. I've been waiting. I've been waiting, and, and 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 she's come home, and now it's time for me to do what I got to do. But watch this. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Peter's clear here. God is not willing that any should perish. But how many of y'all see perishing people all around us? Six of you do. <laughs> Obviously, according to Scripture, everything that happens on this planet is not God's will. So why do we act like it's so? 
That, you know, God, why did that happen? God, why did you, did God do that? Is that in the nature of God to do that to one of his children? I mean, you say, okay, yeah, that's, I'm having a problem. Why did Jesus teach his disciples to pray? He said, listen, let me show y'all how to do this. He said, when you pray, I want you to pray this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But then he goes on. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If the will of God was already and always done on earth, why would he require his disciples to pray that his will is done? If everything that happened was God's will, there'd be no need to pray for God's will to happen in our life. Am I, am I losing you? But many of us, the devil is a liar. He acts like we live in a, a, a closed system. Here's, here's the devil's modus operandi. What he does, he kicks you and then screams, God. And you're like, God, why? Because he's a deceiver. He cuts you and says, God. And you're like, God, but it's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God is your father. How many of you love your kids so much you put polio on them? If it was God's will for that child to be raped, if it was God's will for, for, for that old man to be beaten or that wife abused, how could you worship that God? In fact, I don't think I really want to know your God if that's what your God does. But what we do is we, we, we mouth commitment to the scriptures. But then we act like everything that happens in our life is the will of God. Stay with me. If all the sickness on the planet was God's will. Why did Jesus go about healing those that were in God's will? Jesus would have been undermining the will of God to heal if it was God's will. Everything that happens to you is not the God will work it for good. God will take a mess and turn it into a mess and do all those things. But he didn't do that to you. It's the devil. And the reason we don't take authority against the devil because we keep thinking it's God. Instead of saying, I recognize you, old slew foot. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Back off. We're like, God, why? God, God's like, didn't I teach you to pray, Father? Why did I use such terminology so you can understand my heart towards you? Would a father do that to you? If a father did half the things we say God does to us, we'd be put in jail for child abuse. But we act like we live in a closed system and like there's no devil. There's no humanity. There's no people. There's no fallenness. That everything that happens is necessarily God's will. Romans 5, 1 through 2. God only requires one thing from us to receive from him. Watch what it says. Therefore, having been justified by what? Why faith? Why, why faith? 
Because true faith rests completely on him and takes all the pressure off us. Real faith is he did it. He provided. He paid the price. I don't have to look at all my faults because I fall short. I look at his strengths, his ability. Having been justified by what? Faith. We have peace with God through our Lord who? Jesus Christ. All about Jesus. Watch this. Through whom also we have what? Access. We have what? Access. We have what? Access by faith into this grace. The way we access God's grace and all the, what is grace? Things we, it's unmerited, things we don't deserve, unmerited favor. The way we access all the things we don't deserve is through trusting what Jesus provided on the cross. All the forgiveness, all the righteousness, all the healing we'll ever need has already been paid for in blood. But don't get sloppy here because a lot of folks get, get it twisted. Faith does not and can never make God do kind things for us. Your faith will not make God do anything. All faith does, according to scriptures, give you access to the kind things Jesus has already done and provided. So your faith does not make God. So don't be trying to make God do something. Just believe what he's already promised. And just tap into, I didn't raise daughters, but I've raised sons. But I think daughter and the father is a much better example. When that daughter, that little girl, this big, looks into her daddy's eyes, says, Daddy, I know you'll take care of me. That, that father would move heaven and earth. All God wants is just trust me. Let me be your daddy. Let me be what a father is supposed to be. I know your daddy. I'm talking about let me be the daddy I am. All I require is trust. A a child, a child does not earn their parents' money, home, house, food. It's by virtue of the fact they call him mom or dad. And God is saying, I didn't make it complicated. Why are you complicating it? Just call me father. Just call me Abba. Let me be your daddy. Let me be your provider. Just look to me with those trusting eyes like we got a relationship. And like I'm real. And I will do what only I can do. 2 Peter 2 and 24. I know we're bouncing over a lot of places, but everything so far has been Peter except for Hebrews. Listen to Peter again. Who himself, speaking of Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. So what what some people say is because he mentioned sin and righteousness that he's probably not talking about physical healing. But we're going to cover that in a minute. And by whose stripes, he's about to say, we're healed. But what he's doing here is quoting Isaiah 53 and verse 5. Let's take a look at it. Now, in 53 verse 5, he says, by his stripes, we are healed. But Peter intentionally changed the tense. Peter says, by his stripes, we were healed. What's happening? 
Isaiah prophesied 700 years before the coming of the Christ. So they were believing that the Messiah would come and, and he'd be beaten and, and, and all the rest of the stuff. And he fulfilled all the types in the Old Testament ceremonial uh, laws. And, and they were looking forward to the Savior. So when they looked forward to the cross, uh, and the Bible says in the New Testament, he, they who look to him lives just, just like that, 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 that brazen uh, serpent. But we're going to talk about that probably next week. But he looked to the cross coming and he received healing in his now. He was looking forward. But Peter was looking backwards. Isaiah 700 years before. Peter now is about 30 years after the cross. And he doesn't say we are. Because of the cross, he said we were healed. Real faith says Jesus already provided it. Real faith recognizes it's already happened. It's a done deal. The only issue is I got to receive that which he provided. Does that make sense? He said, by whose stripes you were healed. So here's the question when we deal with sickness in our bodies. Are you going to believe the symptoms? Or are you going to believe God's word? This is where people get a little squirrely, though. And I want to make sure I get this in before I, I end. You remember when, when, when Jesus was being tempted in, in the wilderness? The devil said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself off this temple. And the angels will catch you. He was quoting the 91st Psalm. And what the devil does to us that we're not the son of God, but they say, well, if you're really a man of God, if you're really a woman of God, you wouldn't have to wash your hands. You just believe God. And he tempts us to do stupid things. I mean, with all these viruses in the air, please wash your hands and wash them often. Because Jesus responded to the devil, do not tempt the Lord. Don't play with this thing. So after taking all due diligence and and you deal with with the situation, you know, then look to God. But if you walking around playing with snakes saying, well, the Bible said I'll take up snakes and scorpions and and they won't harm me. It's like you, you, you crazy. And you's about to get hurt. And, but the devil, he, he, he's a creature of pride. If you're a man of God, <laughs> you, you wouldn't have to. And he gets in your mind. But Jesus rebuked him and said, get behind me, Satan. So take precaution. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about healing. But, but everything doesn't always have to happen exclusively supernaturally. God also uses human beings. And there will be occasions well, you know what? You, you, you believe in God, but go through the surgery and believe God to get you to the other side of it. You'll heal quicker and that you, you'll, you'll become stronger. Believe that God will guide the surgeon's hand and make him make right decisions. But, but the devil, like, if you were a man of God, you wouldn't need surgery. You're going to die. <laughs> let, let me back up because I'm, I'm about to be late again. Here's what, here's what happens. 
See, we're strong in one area of faith because we, we, we've been in God's word for years and God's been speaking it to our heart and we're strong. So but when, maybe when it comes to loving folks, maybe when it comes to forgiving folks, we, we got that peace. But here's the deal. Let's say I plant a, 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 a uh, plum tree and an apple tree and an orange tree. And you know what? I, I water this, 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 this one tree, it gets sunlight and shade and all the rest of this stuff. And you know, I've done it for years and now I can receive fruit from this plum tree. I think it was a plum tree. Whatever that tree was, a plum tree. Yeah. But the devil's like, well, you a man of God. You'd also be able to eat that orange. But you haven't worked the soil of that orange tree. You didn't make sure that tree had sun. You didn't fertilize that tree. You're more developed in loving your neighbor than knowing God is a healer. So that doesn't mean you're less a Christian. It just means you're less developed in that area. It's important. It's important. Maybe I'm as smart, I don't know, as a surgeon. But believe me, I didn't develop the skill. And yeah, it's possible. Maybe I could have become one. I doubt it, but it's possible. And it's possible that you, you could, you know, have developed in that area, but you didn't. You didn't invest the time. You didn't even attend a church where they talked about it. So when crisis come, how are you supposed to just pull that out of nowhere? You ain't never planted no seed. You never meditated. God never spoke to you about that thing. But suddenly, because you're the man of God, a woman of God, you're automatically going to have fruit in that area. I have all of eight minutes. But first Peter 2 and 24, Peter said, by his stripes you were healed, but because he mentioned sin and righteousness, some folks say, well, he's only talking about sins and spiritual things. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media. 